The US says it does not seek another war, but it will protect itself and respond appropriately following the drone attack that killed three American soldiers and wounded dozens near the Jordan-Syria border at a remote outpost called Tower 22. Since Israel's retaliation for the October the 7th attacks, US military bases in Syria and Iraq have been attacked more than 170 times. The group behind the deaths at the Tower 22 base called Islamic Resistance in Iraq are part of an Iranian-sponsored network across the Middle East. Known as the Axis of Resistance, there's a number of pro-Iranian militias based in Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, the Palestinian territories and as far south as Yemen. All are opposed to Israel and the United States. From Washington, our North America editor Sarah Smith has the latest. In the Situation Room, President Biden with his Defence Secretary is considering his military reaction. We're told he's weighing his options. He needs to retaliate, but without causing more conflict. We do not seek another war. We do not seek to escalate. But we will absolutely do what is required to protect ourselves, to continue that mission, and to respond appropriately to these attacks. Shortly after he learned of the attack yesterday, Mr. Biden vowed the U.S. will respond. And we shall respond. Now he needs to decide what that response will be. His Secretary of State warning other actors not to get involved. From the outset, we've been very clear in warning that anyone looking to take advantage of conflict in the Middle East uh, and try to expand it, don't do it. The U.S. has not said which militia group it believes is responsible for the attack on their base in Jordan or why the deadly drone was not intercepted. President Biden's opponents lay the blame on him and are demanding he target Iran itself in response. Senator Lindsey Graham wrote on X, I'm calling on the Biden administration to strike targets of significance inside Iran, not only as a reprisal for the killing of our forces, but as deterrence against future aggression. The Senate's top Republican, Mitch McConnell, said, the cost of failure to deter Americans' adversaries is again measured in American lives. And Donald Trump's response? Well, he claims, this attack would never have happened if I was president. Not even a chance. In Tehran, the Iranian government denied involvement in the attack. A spokesman said the militias do not take orders from Iran. The three soldiers killed yesterday have been named as Specialist Brianna Moffitt, Specialist Kennedy Sanders and Sergeant William Rivers. Their deaths will mark a new phase in America's role in the escalating tensions of the Middle East. So what are the options that President Biden is weighing up inside the White House? Well, he could redouble America's efforts to attack the Iranian-backed militias in the region who have been striking at U.S. forces. But those have obviously so far failed to deter those groups from striking at Americans. A much more aggressive response would be to try to target the source of the Iranian missiles and drones that those groups are using. He could go after uh, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard in positions in Iraq or Syria rather than in Iran itself. But even that would risk some kind of escalation from Iran. I mean, just as the US says it is not seeking war and it doesn't want conflict with Iran, it's pretty convinced that Tehran doesn't want some kind of direct conflict with Washington, but everybody knows they have to take great care in this delicate and dangerous situation. Sarah, thank you. 
Lise Doucette is here with me in the studio. Lise, as well as focusing on how to respond to the deaths of its soldiers, the US is still trying to find ways to pause Israel's war in Gaza and bring home the remaining hostages held by Hamas, which is regarded as a terrorist organization by many Western governments, including the UK. What can you tell us? In the last hour, the US's top diplomat, Antony Blinken, that you heard in that report, said that the United States was very, very actively pursuing this. Now, we focused on these talks briefly last night here on The Ten. What's new today is that there are new details provided by the Prime Minister of Qatar, which is playing a pivotal role in these discussions. And he said in Washington that they were now ready to present a framework to Hamas after a weekend of talks in Paris involving spy chiefs from Israel, the United States and Egypt. The Prime Minister spoke of good progress, he said, in achieving a ceasefire which would allow um, some hundred hostages being held by Hamas um, in Gaza in exchange for thousands of Palestinian prisoners and the delivery of more aid. Now, it has to be said that today there's a less positive assessment from Israel, which spoke of significant gaps, unacceptable conditions, and one official vowing that Israeli troops won't leave Gaza until, in his words, complete victory. But Israel is under pressure to bring the hostages home, most of all from the families of the hostages. So while there are gaps, these crucial talks will go on.